Okay, so as Abigail said, my name is Sarah Sherman. Um, I think there's a little introduction slide of me coming up. Um, I am wife to James. We've been married for five years. We met our first week of law school. And um, 10 years later, we're married and have two beautiful daughters. Um, This is uh, Macy, who's three, and Riley, who's one. I decided to give you a pic. Like, this is our regular family picture on an average day. This is my Facebook version of my family. And this is a more realistic version of my everyday life with two small daughters. <laughs> that, that was from just this weekend when they were, we were trying to get pictures to be our Christmas card picture for this year. So... Um, yeah, I'm absolutely using it now. It's amazing. But but anyways, I just wanted to give you a little glimpse into my family. Um, I am a stay-at-home mom of two girls. Before I was a stay-at-home mom, I was an assistant state attorney with Broward County. I was a prosecutor, and I worked for the British consulate doing international law. Um, so when I was pregnant with Macy, my older daughter, I never planned to stay home. I planned to go right back to work, 68-hour weeks, no problem, um, and thought I would be like super mom. While I know a lot of people absolutely can do that, it did not work so well for me. Um, I worked until Macy was eight months old. She thrived. She did amazing. I did not. Um, I felt called to leave work and stay home with her while I was still on maternity leave, but I pretty much covered my ears to God and said, oh, no, I have this all planned out. This is my plan. So this is, yes, there's me when I worked with her. Um, And then uh, between five and when she was five to eight months old, I tried to quit my job three times, but like money worries of student loans or pressure from my office kept me there. And then when Macy was eight months old, due to a family medical emergency, I had to quit overnight. So it was pretty much God saying, fine, you're not going to listen to me. I'm going to force your hand. You are staying home tomorrow. So I got home. I like looked at my beautiful baby that I was very grateful for and said, okay, what do I do now? Like, I just, I was used to having her just not all day, every single day. And at the time, I didn't have any family or friends who had small children. So um, after a couple weeks, I started to feel very isolated and kind of like, what do I do all day? I've gone to Target three times. (laughs) Um, She had a diaper blowout, almost all of them in the middle of Target, so I never even bought anything. And, you know, I kind of didn't know what to do next. So I did what any good uh, American would do, and I Googled activities for babies or mommy groups or just that kind of thing because I wasn't sure where to start. Um, I found a local mom's group in my area and they were having an upcoming meet and greet. So I signed up to go. I had very high hopes for this, you know, kind of like getting ready for a first date. I dressed up, I dressed her up all cute. I drove there thinking I would have 20 BFFs by the end of the day and we would be good. (sighs) That's not what happened. It was pretty much like a really awkward first date. I went, like, hi, everyone. And uh, they did smile and say hi and were friendly, but then kind of turned back to talking to their friends or chasing toddlers around the park, which I understand now that I have a toddler, but at the time I had a not even quite crawling yet baby. So um, I basically set a blanket out um, on, it was mulch, like a park with only mulch, and sat down with her and spent the next hour trying to get her to not eat the mulch while I like prayed somebody would talk to me. And no one did. Um, granted, I didn't go out of my way to talk to anyone either. I just somehow thought that wouldn't everyone want to talk to me. I was the new person. Um, and no other new people came, even though it was a meet and greet. So it was just me. 
I stayed exactly one hour and one minute. I watched my clock because I said I would give myself an hour. And then I packed up as quick as I could, got in the car, drove from near Sawgrass to downtown in like five minutes and cried to my husband that I was an absolute failure as a stay-at-home mom. I would never have friends. Macy would never have friends at six months. She really needed them, you know, or eight months. And um, I just said I couldn't do this. I shouldn't even be a stay-at-home mom. So... I'm sure he was like, oh, goody, I'm so glad you came to see me. <laughs> and then um, he, you know, he did hug me and told me it would be fine, that Macy wasn't scarred for life by that experience, and, you know, just to get some breathing room. And then that night, oh, and I told him that I would never, ever go back. I'm not going to try this again. It's not happening. Um, that night, the organizer at the time of the group sent me an email saying, I'm really sorry. I think today was probably pretty awkward for you. And yes, <laughs> it was. I think she saw how pathetic I um, looked. But she said, we really want to involve moms and babies. We're just not really sure how to do that. And she had enough responsibilities organizing the rest of the group with older kids that she didn't really have the time to do so. So this is my kind of God thing moment where I, before I could even think about it, wrote back and said, oh, I'll do it. I'll be in charge of all the babies and moms. Like, no problem. And I'm a meticulous planner. I don't do anything impulsively. So like I said, it can only be that my listening ears were finally on, which I tell my daughter like every day. Um, and I listened to God and said, this is my calling. This is what I'm going to do. So now that I'm going to be the organizer for mom, there's off and on between like 75 and 100 women in the group and say at least a third of them have babies 15 months and younger. So it's all well and good that I said I'm going to organize. And then I was like, how am I going to do that? I don't know. So I, um, I like, I'm not a crafty person. Well, I was not a crafty person or did not realize that I was a crafty person. Growing up, my mom and my twin sister were like obsessed with scrapbooking and used to make me go to Michael's for hours. And I thought it was pure torture. I would like sit in the car and it was before the days of cell phone where teenagers just do this all the time. So I like literally would bring a book and be like, please let this be over. Um, I just didn't think I had, excuse me, had a crafty bone in my body. So the first few activities I put up were like, let's all meet at Starbucks and have coffee with the babies just sitting there because I didn't know what else to do. And like say eight or ten people would sign up to come and maybe like one or two would show up. So, I mean, that's fine. I got to know a few people. But I thought if I really want to reach out to other moms, because there were, like I said, like probably 40 people signed up who had kids that young, but they weren't coming. So I decided I had to get creative. Um, there, this was before the days of Pinterest, which would have been lovely, but um, I just would like Google baby activities or like I'd never been a teacher. I'd never done anything with kids, so I just didn't know what to do. So I would like pick um, children's books I liked or um, things I had on hand at home like yarn and pipe cleaners and like Google an like a craft or something with that and came up with something. So um, against my husband's wishes um, as he's a lawyer and was very worried about the liability of having people we didn't know in our home I invited like anyone in the group who wanted to come over to my house to do crafts with their babies and there's a picture on the next slide that's my first play date up on the left <laughs> there's like there were there was actually one more child so there were there were three besides my daughter and you know um, and it was a great I was ecstatic and then this Bottom one is this summer, so, like, obviously, it worked out in the end. But, um, like I said, I had to get creative and find my crafty genes. Um, 
once I started putting up creative activities at my home, people started coming. Like it went from that with like three kids to a month later, there were 10, 12 plus kids and their moms in my house, which at the time was like a very teeny townhouse and we were bursting at the seams, but I didn't want to turn a single person away who wanted to come because I wanted them all to have a friend and feel welcome because those were the things that I knew that I needed. Um, I don't know if anyone's familiar with Meetup. That's what it's through. Like you can limit the number of people. So usually if it's at your house, you don't have very many, but I always felt guilty if there was a wait list. So I just said, everybody come because I wanted everyone to feel welcome. And like I said, that's how it turns into this bottom one. Um, luckily we live in a slightly bigger house now. Um, so anyways, once I started um, on this journey of creativity, I just couldn't stop it. I loved it. I like started sewing. I bought a machine and just figured out how to do it. Um, I, well, the YouTube videos are very helpful. Um, my husband would laugh at me because I would stay up until midnight, like making snacks for a children's activity um, because I wanted them to look just a certain way. And it wasn't some may say that it would like be pressure from other moms or like to impress them or something, but I just enjoyed it. Like to me, that was, I felt like I was serving them because they would come and feel welcome. And if they weren't a crafty person, that I could be the crafty person for them and their kids were still getting to experience that. So the next slide has some of the things we've done over the past few years. Um, and, um, like I said, as I, uh, I found myself spending any me time I had doing crafty endeavors. And between watching our daughter grow and thrive and um, finding a new interest that was bringing me closer to other moms and kids, I became full, like fulfilled. And I can tell you right now that when I went to stay home, I thought I would be a terrible stay-at-home parent. And really, I selfishly thought it would not fulfill me because I was used to having this big career and working so much I never had to think of what to do with the rest of my time because that's all I did. Um, to actually being very fulfilled, but both something that I never thought was for me um, or something that God had planned for my life. Um, and while it began as getting together, making crafts and activities for kids, um, the moms became good friends. Um, we became each other's support systems. We babysat for one another. When life threw us curveballs, um, we were there for each other. The following fall, my daughter got very sick, and um, these women like made dinner for my family every night, um, sterilized their toys and brought them to the hospital so my daughter could play with them. Like, just my rock, and one of them is sitting here <laughs> today. Um, so it was... It was Obviously, it's amazing for our kids, and they're all still friends, but for the moms, it was this sense of community that I had been searching for and didn't know how else to find it. So, and while this is, it was not a faith-based group, I mean, it is not, we are all respectful of each other's beliefs, and I have found myself praying for each and every member of that group daily. I mean, and they don't even know that, because like I said, it's not a faith-based group, but I feel that God has laid it upon my heart to be that for them to be my mission, to find young moms with young children and just let them know they have a friend and feel included. And if they're not a crafty person, they can still have all the crafty keepsakes to put in a box that you then ship to your kid 10 years later or after they move out, which is what my mom did to me this summer. I moved out 10 years ago and she shipped me everything this summer. Um, but I get to go through and see all my keepsakes. Um, I had a mom tell me recently that she was grateful that I had facilitated opportunities for her to make crafty keepsakes for her daughter because while it wasn't her thing to do, she appreciated being able to have those things to cherish as her daughter grows older. 
The point I'm trying to make here today is that creativity is a gift from God. And creativity doesn't have to just be like literal, crafty, princess queen kind of things. It may be coming up with a creative way to get your picky eater to eat dinner that night, or thinking outside the box on how to use your educational background to the job you actually, now that you're a grown-up, know that's what you want to have. Um, as moms, I think we are all equipped with specific gifts from God to be the mothers God wants us to be for our unique individual children. Think of the fruits of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control, which I'm having a hard time not singing in my head because there's a kid's song, and that's how I know them all in order. Um, for, one, for someone, gentleness might be um, the fruit that God's given you because that's the type of parenting your child needs. Or for others of us, probably all of us, we need patience, and God bestowed that upon a lot of us, um, hopefully all of us, because that's a virtue you do need as a parent. Um, And when you are using gifts from God according to his purpose, you flourish. And how do I know this to be true? Let's take a look at some scripture relating to creativity. The first is Genesis 127. God created man in his own image, the image of God. He created him, male and female, he created them. God is the ultimate creator. We are made in his image. And like Sandy was saying, so if he is a creator, then so are we because we are in his image. Isaiah 64, 8 says, But now, O Lord, you are the father. We are the clay and you are the potter. We are all the work of your hand. Again, God is the ultimate creator. But this also references creating with our hands, such as the potter with clay. That's everything we do during the day when we're taking care of our children or doing whatever else we might be doing All the work of your hands is like God creating us with his hands, so keep that in mind. Exodus 35, 31 through 33 says, And he has filled them with the Spirit of God, with skill, with intelligence, with knowledge, and with all craftsmanship, to devise artistic designs for every skilled craft. God gives each of us with his Holy Spirit, gifts each of us with his Holy Spirit and with skills, intelligence, knowledge, craftsmanship. Any of these that we possess is a gift from our Father. My husband and I were discussing this verse while I was preparing for today, and he, he pointed out that craft doesn't have to be literal. It's what you create with your hands and skills. For my husband, law is his craft. Coming up with a complex argument for his clients is his creation. For me, nurturing our children and serving other mothers and their children is my craft. It just happens that I use actual crafts for my craft. Both are important and are what God had equipped each of us to do. Ephesians 2.10, For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. We are created to do good works with whatever skill God has equipped us, and he prepared those in advance just for us. So we just have to remember, like for me, I fought against my crafty gene or whatever you want to say for a long time. But once I recognize it and use it according to his purpose, it's become like, that's what I spent all of my life doing now. But, and I find much, personally find it much more fulfilling than what I did before. I just needed a little nudge by him to get in that direction. Um, And rather than fighting or ignoring the purpose God has for us, let's embrace and use that according to his purpose. Colossians 3.23 says, Whatever you do, do your work heartily as for the Lord rather than for men. Remember, we are not working for the approval of others, which is a hard concept to grasp and accept as moms. We are working for God, and he sees the fruits of our labor. 
In Matthew 5, 14 through 16, you are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand, and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. As mothers, we are the light of our homes. We are in the unique position to be able to show light to our husbands, our children, and anyone else we invite into our homes and lives through our words, actions, and the examples we set for others. Our light is not meant to be hidden, but rather we are to use our gifts according to God's will so that we may glorify him. So if you look in your booklet, there's a few. I think it's on the next slide. Oh, these are two more little thoughts. Um, This job has been given for me to do. Therefore, it is a gift. Therefore, it is a privilege. And therefore, it is an offering I make to God. Therefore, it is to be done gladly if it is done for him. Here, not somewhere else, I may learn God's way. In this job, not in some other job, God looks for faithfulness. And then the other one, which I had to disclaim, it is not William Shakespeare. Pinterest tries to say it is, but it's not. (coughs) That's the lawyer part of me that has to research everything. I don't buy quotes I find online. But it says, the meaning of life is to find your gift. The purpose of life is to give it away. I think that's very true as mothers. Our children are our gifts, and we give all we have to them and um, then send them out into the world. And the next slide is, here's some crafts, and um, you could, they're all very self-explanatory, but I have three packets of pre-made crafts ready to give away for people who have them. If, it's on, if you have a one, two, or three on your name tag, then one of these is for you. So who, anybody have a number? I'm like... So here's to make yarn pumpkins. There's all the supplies you need. Oh, good. Well, then. And here's, this is the, uh, on the previous slide, it's you grow pumpkin seeds in the pumpkin and it actually sprouts. So here's that for you. <laughs> You're welcome. And here's another grow your own seeds in a pumpkin. So So I just want to quickly pray for us before we close. Um, Heavenly Father, we thank you this day um, for all the blessings you have given to each and every one of us. We thank you for every single woman in this room, and we are so grateful and glad that they are here, Lord. We pray that they all find a sense of community in this room with one another, Lord, and we pray that you help them each find their unique gifts or talents that you have bestowed upon them and that they use them according to your will to bless their lives and the lives of those around them. We thank you again for being the ultimate creator and for creating us in your image so that we may be creators as well. In your precious and holy name we pray, amen.